Hello everyone and welcome back to the Blaze Experience. You are joining us for episode number 40. And today we actually have another intro episode. So if you're not familiar with how we do the intro episodes yet, basically an intro episode is when we talk about a new game that hasn't been talked about on the podcast before. And the intro episode is basically the first episode we talk about for that game. We kind of give the broad strokes of that game, kind of the general gist of what you can do in the game and a little bit about the whole, you know, grand scope of the game. And then if we did a second episode on that particular game, then we get more in depth into a certain topic. So today's intro episode is on Forza Horizon 4. So we're going to talk about Forza Horizon 4 and, you know, go over all the things you can do in there, the seasons, different things like that. But before we officially get into that, just a couple of notes at the top of the podcast. We will be having another stream next Tuesday, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time. That's probably going to be state of decay, but it could be subject to change. And I will announce unofficially that Thursday, the day after this podcast launches, I might stream a little bit that day because I'm off work, but I don't want to promise it just in case I'm uh, caught up editing the State of Decay podcast. But there's a chance I might stream that Thursday as well. And speaking of the State of Decay podcast, that will launch on Saturday. So as always, we have our State of Decay podcast launch on Saturdays. So we will have a new episode on Saturday, and that should be a great episode to check out as well. But without further ado, we do have a guest here to talk about some Forza with us. This guest is someone that's played a lot of racing games. They play a lot more racing games than I do, so they're definitely going to be a lot more knowledgeable about racing games. They are also a member of the Horrible Gamers podcast, and I've been on their podcast a couple times. Please welcome Gunny Chief to the podcast. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Yourself? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Just playing some Forza Horizon 4 this week. Yeah, I played some too, and it's honestly a really addicting game. I mean, I'm not really a huge racing guy. But even for me not being a huge racing guy, it's really addicting still. Yeah, and I, I've always enjoyed just the regular Forza racing games. Um, and the Horizon games, which are a little bit different from the regular games, are just as fun for me. Yeah, I mean, I've never actually played a Forza until this one. And the main reason isn't because I didn't know they were good. I mean, I always knew Forza was one of the you know, top class racing games. It's just for my personal taste, I knew I wasn't someone that was into racing games a lot, so it never made sense for me to pay full price tag to buy a Forza game. But with Game Pass now, I can actually play this Forza Horizon 4 for free, and that's what actually got me to play it, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I still would have bought the Forza Horizon edition um, if I didn't even have Game Pass, but thank you, Game Pass. Um really helps and lets see a lot of other people play this game. No, definitely. And I think that's the beauty of Game Pass is a lot of people that are not exposed to the series at all are getting exposure to it because, I mean, why not? It's free to play it, so you might as well try it out. It's, you know, a first-party game, free to play, and it's, you know, one of the top racing games there is, so you might as well try it out. And I tried it out, and I'm actually liking it a lot. Yeah, good, good. This is... a. Uh... Definitely a lot of fun. But before we get into more racing stuff, um, do you want to talk about the Horrible Gamer podcast a little bit and give people a little bit of an intro into what your podcast is and what they can find on that podcast? Yeah, so you can find us on, I believe we are on Stitcher. Um, I know that we upload it also to YouTube, and we do have a Facebook group at the Horrible Gamers podcast. Um, and basically, we kind of cover all games on all platforms whether it be on the switch the xbox and sony playstation 
uh, and obviously PC. So, yeah, we record every Saturday, and we are up to, I believe, episode 235, 236. Which, so. that's a lot of episodes. That's, you know, over about 200 more than me. So Yeah. <laughs> so that's a lot of episodes, but... Um, I was on there twice with you guys, and you guys do a great job. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, they kind of have a format where basically they talk about the games they played, and then after that, they go into some news that was you know the biggest gaming news for the week, and then they talk about some community questions. So it's a really great format, and I really love how they do that. Yeah, and I'm sorry, the it is a, a horrible gamers uh, podbean dot com. That is the main place of where we put our audio, but you can find it on any place you listen to podcasts i believe we're also on spotify as well definitely because i have android and i use the app called podcast addict and that's where i find you guys on there so you pretty much any app you can find it on great but yeah it's a great podcast anyone listening should definitely check it out and you know if you want to have an episode where you're already familiar with one of the voices a little bit um you can check out the two episodes i was on and that can be a good starting point for you wonderful Thanks for listening, Blaze. No problem. You know, thanks for making the podcast. I really enjoy it. But beyond that, we're going to get into some racing games, obviously. And I did say that you play a lot of racing games. I know besides Forza, you've actually talked about on Horrible Gamers some other games you played. I know in a recent episode you talked about playing Dirt and you talked about some other franchises. So do you want to talk about... Um, racing games in general and what draws you to them? I'm trying to think of what really drew me into the racing game genre. Um, I think I've always, ever since I can think of even back on the PlayStation 1 um, racing games. Um, but yeah, the Dirt series, uh, I've always loved the Dirt series. Again, those are on all platforms. Um, I never really got into anything like, is it Aceta Corzo? I can't pronounce the name of that game but that one's a little more simmy as well i don't think i've heard of that one a set of corza i think it's what it's called um those are a little more in depth of what you can do with each vehicle but it's also it's a really good racing series um you know you have your your ones from activision like your uh, or ea like burnout uh burnout paradise was another really good title as well yeah, see, and that's just, the one that I always liked is Burnout. Burnout was always my favorite racing game because with Burnout, it didn't feel like you had to be as great at racing. It was more about, you know, Burnout Takedown or Burnout Revenge. Like, I just love crashing into things and making crashes. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, and I believe also, was it Burnout Crash? Was it just simply called that? Um, was another one they just, like, I think I went back and purchased that on my Xbox 360, which I still have hooked up in the other room, so... Uh, I do have a few more older racing games on that, and just from the ones that are not even backwards compatible to the Xbox One. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember the names of all the titles, but I know, for example, um, Burnout 3 was, you know, Burnout 3 Takedown. That was a really fun one. I think there was uh, Burnout Revenge was one of them. Yes. And then you had your Need for Speed series. Uh, yep, you had Need, Need for Speed, Speed Rivals. Yep. Um, all really, really good games. Again, I would consider arcade. And then I'm not sure if you've ever played them, but way back in the day, they used to have like the NASCAR games that always came out. I don't know if they still come out anymore. but I played, they still actually come out. I remember the first one I played, it may not have been the first one, but it was on PC back in like 2000, 2001. Um, I did buy a couple of the NASCAR games. 
And I believe they still release them. I don't know if it's every year or every other year. But I did see that they did release on PC. And it may be for uh, consoles as well. Yeah, I feel like those ones aren't as popular as they used to be. But, I mean, you know better than I do if, you know, they're still popular. And just a little history. They did have, was it, it may have been Forza Horizon. I'm going to say, was it 2 or Forza Horizon 3 that actually had a NASCAR expansion. So that was oh, in Horizon World of Things. So it's almost like a separate campaign where you can go through and race like NASCAR in in actual NASCAR vehicles. That's kind of cool then. Because so, each Horizon game offers two expansions. Yes. Yeah, so there's been a lot of you know racing franchises. I mean, would you say that... The biggest competitor for Forza is probably Need for Speed still right now. I would say I don't think they really have a competitor, to be honest. Um, what is uh, Sony's motorsport game? Um, because they haven't been making them like they used to. I actually can't remember the name of them since I haven't played them in so long, since I haven't had a PlayStation in I quite a while. I think I know what you're talking about. I don't have a PlayStation either. so It's taken, I think, three or four years for them to just recently release uh, the latest one. And so I don't think I think they're just above everyone else, in my opinion. So, see, I actually just looked it up because I couldn't remember the name. The PS4 game is uh, Gran Turismo. That's their series. Yes, that's it. Yep. Yeah, I don't think I played very much of it on PlayStation 3, but I did play a lot. Yeah, I never played their series either. I mean, I haven't played a lot of racing games besides Burnout pretty much because I like the, you know, crashing style of Burnout where you can just take people down and. I love doing those takedowns where you just shove people into walls and stuff. It's, it's kind of fun. Yeah, and I think Need for Speed is really one of the series I've always played uh, and always enjoyed besides the Forza franchise. But we have mentioned a lot of different racing series here. So what in your mind makes the Forza series different from all these racing series? You know, what what is, makes uh, Forza set apart from Dirt or set apart from Gran Turismo or all these other series? Hmm. I think one of the things I think is that they're just done a lot better uh as far as like a you know quality is probably the main thing for me um again being in the regular the regular forza games i think they're you know they're they're using the real actual real life tracks and i think they're just done really really well so uh and again i think just in the racing you definitely get that sense of speed uh and how each vehicle feels differently and I think that's what makes it fun and, you know, and different from the other racing franchises. Yeah, and the graphics definitely seem a lot better, too. I mean, the graphics just seem so realistic. And even just the cars, it seems like they always have, you know, the latest and greatest cars that are available. You know, if a new car comes out, they're like, oh, we'll, we'll throw that in our game. You know, they always have the best cars, it seems like. And some of the other games, like in comparison, their cars look generic to those. Yes, yes, I agree. So, yeah, and they're using actual real vehicles and maybe some of them are not. I'm not even 100% sure if maybe some are just like maybe just something that they've made up in the series. But a lot of them are just vehicles you've all heard of. And, you know, whether they be from Germany or France or the U.S. or um, even over in Asia. But, yeah, these are they're just fun to drive. So and again, yeah, graphics being uh, something they they do very well. Yeah, I mean, I don't have um, the Xbox One X, but I would assume on the X it looks even better. Oh, and it does. I and I've played. Yeah. I do have the OLED and a Sony OLED TV, 
and it looks amazing running in HDR 4K. Yeah, because I'm still running the S, and even on the S, it still looks amazing, and I can only imagine how much better it looks on the X. So, but yeah, um, with Forza, you said you played, you know, pretty much the whole series. So, what do you think is different from Forza Horizon 4 versus, you know, Forza 1, 2, and 3? Oh, what is different? I think, you know, they've always kept it the same. It's always been an open world game uh, as far as the Horizon series. Um, you know, you can say you're, you know, going to each part of the map of, you know, checking off each item for each race. Um, what is different? I would just say really graphics. Um, and they're just constantly adding more vehicles. So it hasn't changed dramatically. They've always kept it the same. It's just your different parts of the world, you know, whether you're in Colorado or northern southern France or Italy or and now we're here we are at the United Kingdom. So I think that's something that they've, you know, they're always making ch better changes. And I do see some changes too that come from the regular Forza series, uh whether they be small or not, but yeah, they just keep improving and it just just a lot better. So do you feel throughout the franchise they've kind of kept the same feel throughout it that you know, you have that open world racer and you can kind of go where you want, do what you want in that racer. Yeah, and that's that's really what you're doing in the Horizon series is go where you want, do what you want, as long as you want. Um, you know, it's not there's not anything you really have to do. Um, you can drive around the world. You can look at beauty spots. You can go into the snow and climb mountains and, you know, things like that. Um, or you can just follow what you want and do all the races. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's really just really up to you in an open world racing game. So in your opinion, with Forza Horizon 4, if someone's never played a Forza before in their life, what makes them, you know, want to play Forza Horizon 4? What would you say to recommend to them, you know, give it a shot? And so this may this is more of the more of the tips and tricks section. But I would say definitely start with the Horizon series. Um because this one's a little more, like I said, it's not a sim. It's not serious. Uh, it's, you know, again, go into this open world and drive around, you know, for the most part, like if, when you're starting out, um, you're always going to get a fun vehicle, uh, whether it's some kind of like, you know, a Ford Raptor truck or, you know, a Nissan or whether it be like a you know, a German. Yeah, I mean, vehicle. the first vehicle they gave me when I started was an Audi. So, yeah, and the Audis are a lot of fun. I've always wanted like an A7 or something. Um, again, it may not be that high class, you know, has the best engine, but you're still going to have a lot of right. fun. And what separates the Horizon series from the regular is they have radio stations. Um, so, whether you like techno music or they even have classical or, um, you know, there's just different genres of. I think there's four or five radio stations. You can just cycle through on the D-pad or you can turn the radio off. Uh, it's up to you, really, just, you know, what music you want to listen to. Yeah, I haven't tried the radio stations yet myself, but I know you made a comment earlier that it seems like the Forza Motorsports series is a little bit more serious and it's more, you know, competitive than the Horizon series. So with that, it can be competitive if you if you choose to. Uh, there is an eSports series. For professionals to play in the normal Forza games, um, or but it's just it could just be for you and me and and hey if you if you want to take that and 
And if you want to play single player or you want to play co-op or online, it's up to you on how, how you choose that. But if you want to play real life tracks, um, that's what's available to you. And yeah, go in and there is, I want to say, I want to say, I don't want to say there's no licensed music, um, because there is music playing in the background, but it's not anything that really is going to be too exciting. You won't have a choice. I would assume with the Force Motorsports series too that it's all you know racetracks, all racetracks all the time. Whereas Forza Horizon, that series, you can have like dirt tracks, cross country tracks. Is that true that you have you know that difference in tracks like that? Yes, and like I said, there could be you know could be a cross country track where it's much go from A to B, um, or it could be like you said like a dirt or like a an asphalt track. Uh, road track where it's really you're just kind of going around you know several block city blocks uh in like three or four laps right so not so. playing forza motorsport it sounds kind of like to me that if you are a purist and you only like your racetracks you'd like your racetracks done perfectly that might be the version for you but if you're someone that likes a little bit of variety then the variety is probably more for Forza Horizon. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. And and it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether you're in a race or you're not in a race and you're just traveling around the world, you're constantly uh, earning experience and, you know, XP or whatever they call it in this game. It's the uh, influence. Right. Um, and it even shows you, like, the different things. Like, if you get too close to a vehicle coming straight at you, it'll be a near miss and you earn, you know, 100 influence points. Uh, if you crash into another vehicle, you're getting influence points. So it's really just, you know, trying to going, you know, for just anything you do in this. And the nice thing, too, with the Forza Horizon series is you still do have those road races. Just the road races that are in Forza Horizon aren't going to be as polished as the Forza Motorsport series. I would say so, because it's not like you're fine tuning your vehicle uh, to conform to that particular road. Um, but I think there are some options there for if you choose to, like you can make it more difficult in the horizon series. If you, if that's what you choose or just go with the default and just right trigger gas and go. So, um, it's really up to you what you want to do with. No, I think that definitely makes sense. I mean, I've seen some of those options. I haven't tried any yet myself because I'm not that far into the game yet. Personally, I'm um, just about to hit level 10. I don't know where you were at. I think I'm 11 or 12. Yeah, so we're about the same spot then. So so far, I'm definitely enjoying it, though. I mean, um, I want to get higher in levels and, you know, progress farther. But it, it's definitely a, a great game so far. Yeah, and you'll notice as you go through, uh, again, if you're just driving around the world, um, the open world or doing races, other things will just, the announcer will come on and say, hey, you've unlocked um, more speed traps. You've unlocked more races. You've unlocked uh, this beauty spot. So again, it'll put more icons on the map for things for you to do. Definitely. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. But would you say this iteration is your favorite iteration? Or I know privately you said that you like Forza Horizon 2 a lot. Was Forza Horizon 2 still your favorite? I think Forza Horizon 2 is still my favorite so far. Again, I'm only level 11 or 12. But yeah, I think 2 just felt right for me. Um, and I think two was in France, Northern Italy set in that part of the world. Um, yeah, that was, that was just really, really just a lot of fun. I think I put so much time into it and 
really enjoyed it. Was it kind of like the setting you think worked better for you? Or is it just uh, more the mechanics or? I think it was really the mechanics. And I think just remember, one of the things I like is you're just regular race, right? A race might take two minutes for a street or a dirt race. Well, I think dirt racing is probably my favorite. Um, And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a dirt race could either be a point A to point B or it could be laps. Yes, I think I've seen um, both already. Not hundred yes. percent. I think there is a variety of both, um, and I think just you know, and, and just feeling like you're a winner—that's what the Horizon series is. Is you know, just feeling like you know, you're. Hey, maybe you're not first place, um, but you could be third, but you're still in that top tier, you know, podium as you call it. Um, and again, they the Horizon series doesn't want to punish you for even coming in seventh place. You're still, you're still winning. You're still gaining influence. Right. So, but yeah, two would be, that's honestly what I like too, because for me as someone that's not a huge racing person, it would kind of deter me from playing. If it's all you have to get first, you have to get first. Like I'd like that. I don't have to, because for me, as long as I finish in the top three for my personal goals, I'm happy with that because for me, I don't consider myself a huge racing guy. So if I get second or third, I'm perfectly happy with that because I'm still going to get a bunch of influence. You know, I still made the top three. I consider that a win for me personally. Yeah. And that's something I do uh, personally as well as I, what I do is with my drive guitar settings, um, other drive guitars is I'll set it either above average or difficult. Um, and so that's, and if I get first, man, I'm really happy, but yeah, if I come in third, then I'm still content with that third place win for sure. And we should probably say too, um, what difficulty settings we're playing on. Personally, I'm playing on medium. I know you play at a higher rate, but um, they have like the credits that you earn. Right now, I'm earning 25% extra credits. That's kind of like where the difficulty setting I'm on because I'm not as used to these racing games. I think you said you're about 50, correct? Yes, I'm at 50. Uh, I think because I do have my driver tar um settings at above average and also i think the other thing that differs from yours is the driving line i recommend putting that on well for you Derek. i do recommend uh braking only should be the option not to have the constant line okay you think they work better i think it works better because you see the road you know where you're going um i would say the other the thing about the driving line if you're if you're doing a dirt race it may be like whoa we're where am I supposed to go? Um, you know, where's the next checkpoint, the two flags of where I need to be in the middle. Um, but once you've learned that you can say, okay, well, I know where it is and I see where the red line is and that's where I need to break. Um, that's where I need to slow down and come into a turn. So, and again, that'll give you extra influence. Uh, that'll be, I think the hardest one to do though, be the cross country races. Cause those are kind of just off, you know, anywhere. So I think it'd be hard to do without that. Yes. Oh, and especially if it's dark, then it just adds in another, I mean, the cross-country races, we'll get into those a little bit more later, but, like, those races, you're basically going across streets, you know, across lakes, like, you could be going anywhere, so. Yes, you just, it just takes you, right, you're just like, am I going in the right direction? Let me just double-check <laughs> exactly. my my HUD, and okay, yes, I'm going the right way. So that's what's interesting about those ones, Follow yeah. the other vehicles. <laughs> well, you want to be in front of those other vehicles, so. <laughs> uh, right, yeah, just, you know, if you're in front of them, you're doing really <laughs> <Exactly>. well. Exactly. <laughs> Which one of the things I actually liked a lot, which I'm not sure if this is something that the Forza series has always done or if it's just for this game. But just today um, I was playing and I was doing really well. At some point, the game asked me, 
hey, you've been doing really well. Do you want to actually bump up your difficulty by 5% and, I'm, and basically increase my drive avatars? That way they're harder for me to beat because the game recognized that, okay, maybe you're a little bit better than the skill level you set. So I actually said, okay, yeah, sure, let's try it. And they bumped it up by their 5% because I was at 20%. Now I'm at 25% because the game recognized I was doing too well. So I like how the game adjusts to you. That way you can find your perfect difficulty setting. And see, I wasn't sure if, if that this series did that, but you just confirmed it uh, because the other series, including the regular Forza series, uh, does the same thing. It will it will ask you like, hey, do you want to, like you said, do you want to bump it up? So, Or you can just choose to ignore it and just say, no, I just want to be number one every time. That's, you know, it's up to you. Which I like that though, personally, because I want to have eventually where I can ride that line where it's it's challenging for me, but I can still do it if I, you know, work at it. And it's hard for me going in, not really being familiar with the series at all to know where I should put my difficulty settings. So I like that it does that for me. That way I can kind of work up to what I need to be at. And, and the other thing too is when you get to the end, it'll actually show your friends on the leaderboards like after at the end of each race and i think a few random people that maybe are not on your friends list um and it'll you know it'll show where you ranked uh in time for that race versus your friends which that's cool too and actually another feature i'll mention too that you can kind of confirm or deny whether it was in all the forces but i really like the feature that you can actually rewind i've never seen that in a racing game before where Basically, if anyone's not familiar in this Forza game, you can rewind time. So say you, you know, hit a wall really hard and it kind of messed up your entire race. You can actually hit a button to rewind, go back before that point and then redo that turn. I want to say that it's been in all of the Forza games. That's an option for all of them, whether it be in the regular Forza series or the Horizon series. And see, that's interesting to me, though, because I've never actually gotten into Forza, so I wouldn't even know that. So... For me, you know, first time jumping in, that's like one of the things that really sticks out to me because I've never heard of a racing game that does that except for this series. Yeah, I don't I don't remember if the other ones do it is or I can't think of any other series that does that um, offhand. But yeah, as far as I know, the Forza series has always had that option, which I love that for sure. Because I mean, I know, for example, Burnout, you know, you screw up and Burnout, that's it. Like you screwed up. So <laughs> So it is nice. Yeah, right. It'll just kind of restart you from checkpoint or, you know, which I mean, some people, you know, might detract from that and say, oh, well, that makes it too easy. But I think it's actually works well for the Forza series, because I think this series, you know, kind of builds itself as really prestigious. And if you want a super great challenge, then you can just turn that off. But if it's, you know, someone that's newer to the franchise or someone that needs an easier setting for them personally, then you can actually have that on and help yourself out. So I like how the Forza franchise seems to cater to the person that's playing instead of, you know, oh, well, you know, if you can't do it, then you're out of luck. Yeah, and it's it's not that it's unfair, I think, uh, because in multiplayer, that option is obviously disabled. So in real right, time. Right. Um, but hey, when you're playing single player, if you, you know, if you're in a long race or across cross country and, um, you know, you don't want to restart the entire race you can just again rewind and the other feature it does and it's always had where let's see you rewind back to a point where uh you don't like you can press y again to rewind i think you can do that two or three yes times. you can I, i've tried it just to see it which is kind of cool too i mean and you can always re restart the whole race but a lot of times you don't need to because 
you can just hit rewind and then, you know, it rewinds you back to where you messed up and then you can fix that, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. For for the entire series as well. And I feel yeah. like if I play the game enough, I would probably take that off at some point. But for someone that's getting used to how the you know controls work in this game, it's definitely very nice for someone like me because I can get used to it a lot faster by just going back and fixing my mistake. Yeah. And for me, I I race with it off. Um, but I think if I, once I get to now that I'm at 11 or 12 and I'm going to start doing longer races, uh, then it depends on how long that race is going to take. I may actually just throw that on and just, you know, whatever, take that cost off and for the XP. Right. Yeah. Cause then you can actually fix it if it's, you know, a really long race, which is nice. So, but that's one of the features I really liked, um, but obviously, you know, one of the big things that was advertised for Forza Horizon 4 was the different seasons, which, as far as I know, is something completely new to the Forza franchise. Yeah, and that's that's the, what would you call that? Would that be the theme yes, for this? Yes, that's like the theme, I would say, yeah. For this series? Um, and that would be for your, your, so you got spring, summer, autumn, and yep, winter. Correct. And again, that just changes how the game looks. And that's pretty cool, especially when you're, you know, one minute you're in the snow and the next, you know, not too long after it's raining and you're into fall. So it just changes how the game looks. And I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I agree for sure. And we won't give away any like major spoilers on how the storyline works and stuff. But I will say that basically the game makes sure that you experience all four of the seasons before you really get into it, because essentially how it works is. In real time, once you get to a certain point, everyone is on the same season in real time. But until okay. until you get to that point, basically you have to get through all the seasons first. So, for example, where you and I are at right now, we're both in the winter season. We have to beat the winter showcase and go on to the next season and keep moving. So once we get through all the seasons one time, and it's like a very shortened season, then we're on real time with everyone else. Which I think is a really cool idea because I, in that sense, you know, we get a feel for how the seasons are going to work. Okay, so I see we're like we're almost still like almost in like what they could be considered a tutorial right. phase. It's like, yeah, because the tutorial itself is like very short. This is kind of like the post tutorial, but before the like full version of the game. Because, for example, there's this thing called Forzathon events. I don't have those unlocked yet because I have to get through the seasons first. So basically we're in like the, you know post tutorial but pre like full version of the game i would say it's kind of like you know we made it to the demo version and we have to pass the demo version now right i would agree so i really like that and we can kind of get into the scenes a little bit i mean it kind of works how you would think it worked but for example winter is obviously very slippery and it's a lot harder to drive in winter than the other seasons yeah i would say going back to forza horizon 3 um they had I'm trying to think of what it was. It was just a really it was just winter the entire time, um, but it wasn't always snowing. And I can't think of what that that expansion was called in Forza Horizon 3. But basically it came with a set of vehicles that were already equipped to handle the snow. Um, so it already had your snow tires and probably your gear ratios were all, you know, set for that. Um, because if you went in and just took a regular vehicle, which you could. Um, again, the Horizon series being diversified, is you would just find yourself just spinning uh, out of control the entire time until you put on winter tires. Right. Uh, where I feel like Forza Horizon 4 is 
hey, now you're in winter. And so I think, you again, you can equip whatever vehicle you have, and it's not going to, it's already going to have snow tires or, you know, something equivalent. So you're not spinning out uncontrollable. Well, see, you say that, though, but actually, just before we got in the podcast, I ended up spending some credits and buying one of the cooler vehicles. It was, um, it's called like part of the drift car pack that comes free. And I bought one of the drift cars and I'm in the winter season right now. I was trying that out a little bit. The thing fishtails so much because it has real wheel drive. So I don't oh, know if yes. that's something where I have to change the tires to get it to actually work okay. Or if it's just where, since this is a drift car and it's real wheel drive, I can't use it in the winter at all. So. I don't know if you know if I can use it in the winter at all. I would assume I'd have to wait till like summer or something to use that car. I would think you'd have to wait till right. That's kind of what I figured. Yeah. So, but it's it's really crazy because I just you know figured, oh, let's try it out. Let's see how this car works. And it's like fishtailing when I get like you know the festival part where you leave the festival. As soon as I leave the festival, I still can't even drive down the road. Like I literally have to go in reverse to drive the car. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then maybe you need to be you know. A little more experienced and not be so, you know, heavy on the accelerator. So, <laughs> no, um, but it, it's crazy though. But I'm excited to try that car in a different season. I just wish I knew when I bought it that it wasn't going to be able to perform winter at all. I mean, I knew it was going to be harder to perform with it, but I figured I'd at least be able to like try it out. So I, I guess I can't try it yet. You know, yeah. And I think that's the whole reason behind the, you know, the default vehicle that they give you is conformed for what you need to be you know, on the road at that time. Uh, but again, being the Horizon series, it's, hey, drive whatever you want. Right. You know? Buy what you want. Which I should have known, you know, drift car pack. I mean, a drift car pack won't really work in the winter. So I kind of figured that, but I figured I'd give it a shot anyways. <laughs> and I and I saw that came with the standard game, and I, and I haven't equipped any of those vehicles yet, but you just confirmed that as well. But yeah, probably not set for... Yeah, so. basically comes with a standard game. So even if you get it on Game Pass, you still get access to the seven cars for free. And you still have to pay for them, though. So you have to spend the credits. It's um, th- it's 300,000 oh, yes. credits yeah. a piece. So I really like the look of this one car. It was the um the Viper 43. So I ended up buying that one because I know I'm going to want to drive it. But it just stinks that I can't drive it until the season changes. But once the season changes, I'll drive it. Yeah. And again, I want to be clear about something as well compared to the other series is you're not, I don't believe you have to spend any real money on these cars um, where you could always use credits from the other racing series, the other Horizon series, but then you can buy tokens in real, real money. But this one actually, I don't believe it has any kind of microtransactions where you could purchase those. You just have to earn them. Right. Does that make yeah, the sense? only microtransactions I've seen officially is where you can buy car packs, where you get like a bunch of cars, or I did see like one very small transaction where you can pay like $3 to get a map, and this map shows you locations of like all the barns, and it shows you like all the secret stuff, but. Yes. So. Right, you can do, yes, yeah, the, the treasure, treasure map, maps, yeah. right? So, I mean, personally, I wouldn't really spend the $3 on that probably because. I would just want to find out my own, but I mean, I definitely get it if somebody you know doesn't want to do that and they just want to find it all immediately. Yes. But yeah, I mean, we uh, winter is obviously hard. You know, summer would obviously be fairly easy, you know, compared to the other seasons. So summer's going to be your easiest season. With autumn and spring, they kind of have a different feel to them. Spring is usually a lot more rainy, I would say, from what I experienced so far. And autumn seems to be a lot more muddy. So 
basically autumn seems to have like a lot of puddles, you know, a lot of um, mud that you have to drive through. So autumn seems to be, you know, somewhat wet like spring, but more puddles, I would say. Yeah. And as far as I know, I don't think there is any I haven't seen any, uh, for example, the puddles. It doesn't look like it, it really affects how my vehicle drives uh, once I'm going through them where it really does in the regular Forza series. I mean, it definitely slows your car down a lot. I can say that much, but... Oh, yes. For sure it does that, but it doesn't well, spin out of control coming right, to a turn. Right. Yeah, it doesn't seem to spin out of control, but it definitely slows your car down a lot. So, I mean, obviously, if you're in a race, you want to try and avoid the puddles if you can. But, but I mean, spring is the one I've tried the least so far just because I tried it briefly in the tutorial, but I think after the winter season... um that's when we're going to go to the spring season. So I haven't tried it, you know, too much in race form. So that'll be the next one I try. But um, autumn, I mean, autumn, you know, seemed fairly fine. In the tutorial, summer seemed fairly fine. So it seems like winter is going to be the really tough one all the time. Yeah, I would agree, especially with road conditions being as slippery as they are. But I do like the elements of the other ones, too, though, because, you know, if it's always pouring in, like, say, springtime, then it's going to make it really hard to drive because you're going to hydroplane. So that makes it a little bit different. Too. Yes. Go. So so easy on the accelerator. Uh, it's a <laughs> helpful tip as well. <laughs> which I know I said to you too that um, my style, which probably isn't good for this, I don't like to brake that much. Instead of braking, what I usually do going into a turn is I slow down you know, before going to the turn. And then once I'm in the turn, I speed out of the turn. So I don't like to brake as much. I just yes. like to do that instead. Right, and and that's a that's a helpful tip as well. Is yeah, slow before the turn, um, pretty self explanatory. And then you can what they call power right, out that's of the what turn, I do, yeah. Uh, because if you notice, if you don't accelerate coming out of the turn, then it's going to be a little more your car's going to be a little more harder to handle. And not only that, I uh, mean that could apply that could apply to real life as well. Well, not so. only that too. If you don't, you know, power out of the turn, then you're going to have like four people pass you before you get out of the turn. <laughs> you, right, right. So that's why it's important to slow down before the turn, so not in the turn. Um, so another helpful tip. I mean, I'm sure there's ways to like use people. the brakes properly, but for my play style, I just don't like to brake. I like to go, go, go. So for me, I just let go of the gas before the turn, and then I power out. So, and so, so maybe, maybe um, what you can try is also turn ABS off. Try it with that, because if you turn ABS off, if you if you left trigger, uh, which is brake reverse, you'll notice that your wheels are going to lock up. Um, and that will in turn, like, I think that should slow you down more or faster, or you'll be able to get to the turn quicker. Um, not quicker, but actually just brake right at the turn. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot and see how it goes. So Yeah, I do run it like that sometimes. Uh, I do once in a while. Well, depends on what race it is, so. Maybe a street race, it would work out really well. That's true. Which, that's a good segue. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the different race types right now. So, the street races that you mentioned, these are, you know, very different than your normal road race because this is a race that's kind of like through, you know, the heart of downtown streets. So, think of, you know, whatever city is big in wherever area you're at. You know, if you're uh, East Coast US, it might be like Boston. If you're, you know, West Coast U.S., it might be like Los Angeles. If you're across the world, it could be uh, London. It could be Tokyo. But anything that's like a big city, 
It's basically driving through the heart of that city. That's kind of what these street races are. Yeah, and also, again, these might these are going to be uh, through laps as well. Is it three or four laps? I think it depends. I believe it's three laps for all of them. Yes. And what's interesting with these two is the checkpoints. They're actually like um, little road flares that go up in the air instead of like the yellow flags that you usually see in the other races. So that kind of threw me off the first time I saw it. Yeah, and I think it was Forza Horizon 3. It was the last installment that did the, uh, what would you call them, where they're kind of like the stick men, right? Was that what it was, where they were just more like, uh, almost like kites in a way, where the wind just kind of kept them upright? Yes. Uh, Again, you just get your vehicle between those and you're good. Which we will mention too, um, if you actually drive over it, that still counts too. So if you drive over the pylon accounts too it's very liberal i've gone just to the right of it and still it still counted oh that's nice i didn't know you could go to the right of it too that's cool i've i've been just to like either the left or right of them and i thought oh no it's gonna actually make me go back and said nope you're good you just keep going you're near it yeah which you mentioned that you know do you want to tell people what happens if say you blatantly ignored one of the checkpoints if you just like drove all the way to the left of it and you ignored it what's going to happen to you well, halfway between the next checkpoint, it'll say you missed a checkpoint, and there'll be a little countdown timer of uh, four, three, two, one, and it'll start you back at that checkpoint. Right, which you don't want to happen because if that happens, everyone's already going to be blown by you, and you're basically losing the race. So pretty, pretty much, yeah. So stay, bet- stay between the two checkpoints, and you're. Good. And if you are using the rewind feature, that's a good time to rewind. Is when you notice you missed a checkpoint. Just hit the rewind button and then redo it. Yes. That, that's what I've been doing anyways. Yes, I mean, I but if you have that off, then, well, I guess you just can't miss any. So, <laughs> Right. Doc, right. Don't miss any uh, or exactly. restart the race. It's up to you. <laughs> or race or drive faster. How yeah, about that? Yeah, that works too. <laughs> <laughs> but we talked about street racing a little bit. Um, road racing. Do you want to say how that's a little bit different than street racing? Uh, for the road racing... Um, on you're talking about on the asphalt yeah the race types yep uh for the road racing i thought we had already covered that well the road racing is different from the street races the street races is in the heart of the actual city and the road races is basically what you consider like a normal racetrack so road races are you know more along those lines it's more along the lines of what you think of with the regular for force motorsport right and so yeah i haven't done too many of those i've only done probably four or five of the road races in this installment. Yeah, I've gotten to like level four of the road races now, so I've gotten a little bit far on that one. But Yeah, and so I'll, you know, I'll definitely get to unlock more of those. I saw more of those pop up on the map. So Yeah, I mean, I would say the road races are definitely um, fun. And for my personal taste, I do like those better than the street races. I don't know what it is, but I'd say the street races are my least favorite probably just because it, it seems like a weird feel to me. And I hate having those, you know, sharp left or sharp right turns right in the middle of the race. It seems odd to me. And and that's where I come in like seventh, eighth place on the street racing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, man, you know, I'm like, let me knock the difficulty back down a little bit to normal. <laughs> yeah. So my for my personal taste, the street races are my least favorite. The other three types of races I like a lot more. Well, technically, there's more than three, but there's three other main ones. Um, some of the other main ones we did mention briefly cross country. And cross-country, like we mentioned briefly before, this is basically a almost free-for-all race. It's not a set track of any kind. Basically, the game just, you know, says, uh, drive over this hill. Then, you know, 
drive through this street, drive, you know, through this little pond. Like, it just takes you all over the map to, like, a certain checkpoint. Yeah, and they're not, to begin with, they're not super long. Um, and those are probably more, that is probably the, one of my favorites is because it may take you just to the left of an overpass. Um, but again, you're, you're just, you know, you're a lot of jumps, uh, a lot of dirt, you know, ponds, puddles, maybe through a bit of a piece of a lake or something. Um, so yeah, those are just really just, you're on the accelerator the entire time. Yeah. And basically you go through any kind of terrain pretty much. I mean, you even actually go on the road for some parts of it. You know, not much, but there is road for some parts of it. Right. You might find yourself like on a highway or something like, wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I... Okay. Okay. We're back on the dirt again. <laughs> so here we go. Yeah. That's what's kind of cool about the cross country races. What is difficult about them, though, is it's hard to know where you're going because there's no actual track. So you have to kind of, you know, watch for the next checkpoint. Okay. Next checkpoint is going to be to the left. So I have to start tearing a little bit to the left now. Right. And you'll kind of see the two points of where the next checkpoint is and just you know and it'll give you a rough outline of how you need to be in between right. them and we also have the dirt races which i know you said this is your favorite it's probably my favorite so far too the dirt races are somewhat similar to the cross country in the sense that they're more on rough terrain but they're different than the cross country because it actually is more of a track so it's basically a dirt road for the most part you're going to have, you know, some puddles sometimes, um, but for the most part, it's basically a track and it's all dirt. So it's all off-road type racing. Right. And it'd be a lot of hills and jumping and things like that. So, yeah, they're definitely a lot of fun, uh, the dirt races. Which, real quick, um, I don't know, how would you compare these dirt races in Forza to the actual dirt series? Do you think they do better than dirt series does? Well, with the dirt series, you are... There are no real laps. It's pretty much an A, point A to point B. And you're, it seems like in the Dirt Series, to me, it seems like you're always on the side of a mountain. Um, so if you're, if you're not very careful, you will find yourself going down the cliff. <laughs> that sounds uh, bad. <laughs> in, in most of those Dirt games. Especially in the last, I want to say the last two, uh, Dirt 6 and 5, it's pretty much, you know, you know, you have to be be extremely careful. So you're using a lot of brakes. So it may not be the series for you, Derek. Um, yeah, probably not then. <laughs> but again, I found... <laughs> yeah, I can't think of it being any kind of like a, you know, like um lapse. So it's really just from A to B on the Dirt series. Yeah, and I would kind of think with the budget they have, you know, the Dirt tracks on Forza are probably even better than those tracks, but I, I haven't played those tracks, so... Yeah, and again, I think for... For dirt, I think it's a little bit for more for the experience player. Right, it's more of an arcade kind of thing. Uh, wow, and I think you can really just ramp up the difficulty on those, um, and just you know changing your gear ratios and uh, your accelerator and things like that. And uh, you also have to re again in the dirt series, you have to repair your vehicle, um, or you can automatically repair it. So you're it's always cost constantly cost um, cost you money in that game. So it's almost it's definitely got to an economy to it where in the Forza Horizon series, not so much, you know, you just put cosmetic and, um, you know, and there isn't any kind of like cost to what it is to repair your, right. Vehicle. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it's got, it's, I definitely like the dirt one so far though. I'm anxious to try some more of those dirt tracks, but we do have a couple other race types though. 
One of those is the stunt jumps. I actually only did like one or two stunt jumps so far because it wasn't really something I was that interested in. I wanted to try more of the races, but basically the stunt jumps, it kind of is what it sounds like. You just go to whatever jump they tell you. You have to jump a certain distance, and that's basically the jump. Yeah, and you'll get like either one to three stars uh, depending on you know how far you jump. Uh, you don't have to be in like a high class super charge vehicle to do these. Uh, it really helps. You can definitely be high you up. You have to land the jump though. I, I noticed that. So yes, you always have to land the jump uh, because if you do flip your vehicle, it will show that you failed the challenge. Uh, so this is more of a challenge right. than anything. Um, and hey, just go back. Um, take whatever if you want to take the Volkswagen Beetle, um, the nineteen sixty three Beetle, and take that jump. Sure. Why not? If it's or fun, I think I saw like a bus too. You could it. just take that bus and jump it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw somebody in like one of those really small European vehicles. I mean, like right. a one seater, just taking the stunt jumps, and it was quite fun to watch. Actually, <laughs> I would watch that. That sounds fun. <laughs> I mean, because you could take that vehicle and just use whatever standard settings it has, or you can go and soup it up and then take that jump. So it's. It's, yeah, they're located around the world. Uh, I don't know how many stunt jumps there are, but there's quite a few. Yeah, I'll have to try more of them. I haven't tried a lot just because I've wanted to do the races, but there is actually a type of race that I haven't tried yet because you have to get to a certain point to unlock it, and that is the drag races. So have you tried the drag races in any previous Forza games? No, this, is, this new? is new to me. I just noticed it on your outline here and uh, i didn't even know this series had yeah i mean i guess there's drag races i haven't unlocked it yet because i think you have to get to a certain point first but um you know hopefully i get there soon because i really want to try a drag race and see what that's like yeah absolutely me too this might be hey this might be part of what uh their next expansion might be uh in this yeah game. it could be but if you look on your you know screen it's somewhere listed on there it says uh drag racing level one but you just can't do it yet. It's locked right now. So Oh, cool. I can't wait to take like an American muscle car. and Yeah, I'm racing. excited to try that out. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, I'm sure that you have to take certain things into account when you do that. Because obviously a drag race is traditionally you know, a straightforward shot. So I'm sure when you do a drag race, maybe you have to like take into account, okay, you have to start at exactly the right moment. Like, you know, you have to pinpoint it to the T because if somebody else gets to jump on you at the start, that's probably a game over. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that works. Like, in Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious. So uh, who knows? But that's kind of like the types of races. Um, there are some other things that I haven't really investigated as much. Like they're more um, multiplayer and co-op type things that are like race oriented. I haven't, you know, uh, experienced them at all yet because I haven't played any co-op yet, but um, these are like the main types of races you can do solo and, you know, maybe in a future podcast, we can talk more about the multiplayer stuff of it. Yeah. What I, what I can mention about the multiplayer. Well, first of all, for me personally, I've never played too much multiplayer in any of the Forza games. I've always played all of them single player. Uh, and I believe even with this series, I read that this can be played offline as well. Um, so if you're interested in just not having any kind of multiplayer, this is this is definitely an option. Um, one of the things I did last night was you can join a convoy. So when you're in a, if you're on Xbox Live and you're playing this game, uh, I think it's automatic that you're going to be thrown into what's called a session. Um, and so basically it's 16 players. 
that you can see on the map uh, and they're basically the ghost of their car. So it's not like they can troll you, um, but you can see them and they can see you. Um, again, you can ignore them if you want and just kind of do what you want. Um, or you can, hey, you can go up to that other vehicle or vehicles and either you can join their convoy or they can invite you. You'll get a notification. Yeah, which I actually had so, that happen. I had somebody join my game when I was playing today, which I didn't really expect. It said they joined my convoy. And then once they joined, I could no longer do the solo races I was doing. So I basically had to quit my game and then restart it because I'm like, well, I, I want to keep doing my solo races. <laughs> right. And so just to dial that back, if you just fire up a game and you're just in it for if you don't create a session yourself and you're just like, I'm just here to play the game, right? Because I think you may have initiated like a like an online multiplayer uh, event. So, uh, which I did last night and I did have a few people from the community join my game. Uh, but if you just go in and play the game normally, you still have the option for any race that you get to, you know, wherever that icon is on the map, you either can do solo, uh, co-op, or it'll do like an even larger event, which I forgot what that third option is called. Uh, I think that one might be like a 16 player uh, type event. So it is. I tried it last yesterday at some point, and I know with the co-op, it did put in a random player from Xbox Live. And then I tried the other event, which I think was 16, and it just said, hey, we can't find 16 players right now. It may have been because it was late last night. Yeah, I couldn't find any players too when this person tried to join me, so... That's why I kind of just quit and went back to solo because I'm like, well, I, I don't have a lot of time to play right now, so I'm just going to jump back in solo. Yeah. And since I was in a convoy with six, seven people yesterday, where whoever the host is, when they go to that icon the map on the map, it, you don't have to be racing next to them or driving next to them. They will initiate the next race, and you have the option to press X and to join that race, and you'll all join the race together. So, yeah, it's a lot of so they've always had the multiplayer features. That's kind of cool, though. And um, speaking of the features, though, there are some other features to the game that are available solo as well. Uh, we did talk about the credits a little bit. The credit system is basically where each thing you do in the game, you can earn credits for it. So like when you participate in races, even if you got like, you know, eighth place, you're still going to earn some amount of credits. And basically, these credits are used to buy either like, you know, tire upgrades they're used to buy new cars. Um, I think you can buy new clothes with them. Essentially, these credits are what you use to purchase in-game items. Yes, and that's for the the wheel spin feature. Uh, that's the credit system in general. But I mean, since since you mentioned the wheel okay. spin feature, do you want to tell people what the wheel spin feature is? Yeah, I don't know how long the wheel spin feature's been in each Forza game or even the Horizon games. But basically, it's a just like a slot machine thing that'll come down and. It'll tell you exactly what you've won. Uh, and again, you, you're you just from earning influence uh, experiences will earn you a wheel spin. Um, and you can earn anything from apparel, um, clothing to cars. You can also get credits and horns as well. Oh, that's right. Yep. I forgot about yeah, the horns. I already got yep. one horn. I'm like, well, what horn? I don't really want a horn, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, it, and if you go into, yeah, you can always equip those by going into uh, either the, you know, like a house that you can purchase. That's another thing, too, that you can do. 
um, that's on the map. Yeah, now that you mention that, I haven't explored that a lot yet, but what do you actually do with your houses? Is there a purpose to your house? The only purpose I've found on the house is just it just has more options to, uh, again, you can go and purchase vehicles. Uh, you can equip your horns. Uh, the, you know, change your apparel. That's another thing that's new to the Horizon series is pretty much your who you are and how you equip them. Um, I do have a little bit of information on that. Oh, it's the uh, player customization uh, that consists of 14 preset characters. I think that goes by race. Um, and also it has 500 apparel choices and you also earn emotes. So you have, it comes with a standard oh, 50 yeah, or you will earn up to 50. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I'm not sure how you do the emotes. Well, personally, I'm not, you know, that worried about it because I don't really want to use them anyways. But if you like them, then, you know, there's a way to do this somehow. <laughs> well, one of the things I found fun, uh, yeah, emotes are not my thing either, but they're there. Um, it's the uh, apparel choices. And one of the things I think it might have been part of the regular game is a chicken suit so basically you can, you can wear yeah, it i remember seeing if that you choose to <laughs> yeah and there's actually when there was like a disco chicken suit too i'm like seriously a disco chicken suit yeah that's what it was so i think anytime you see a cut scene again you're not going to see it while you're driving um maybe you can if you look into your own vehicle using the camera um is yeah anytime the cut scene comes you're wearing the disco chicken suit or you know, whatever you choose. Yeah, but I mean, getting back to the wheel spin feature real quick. Um, the cool thing with this is it's not like a traditional loot box you'd see in other games. This is basically something that's just gifted to you for free because it's not like you have to pay real money to get this. It's not like you have to pay in-game credits to get this. You're not paying anything in-game or out of pocket to get this. It's just literally, oh, you want a race. You know, here's a wheel spin for you. And basically you get something for free. And that's what's cool about it. Yeah, I've gone through and you know, earned influence, you know, headed to a race, you know, going through a speed trap, I get to the race, I complete the race, and they'll say, hey, you've earned all this XP, you've leveled up, here's three wheel spins. So it'll, and then it'll automatically go into the wheel spins as well. Or you can save them and just exit and do the wheel spins later. And there are something called super wheel spins too, which I haven't gotten one yet, but those are supposed to be, you know, better rewards. I thought it came with two or three. So I did win a few vehicles. I didn't get any, but... And, like... Okay. But, I mean, I think... Did you I actually think... purchase it? No. Okay. I was going to say, because no, I'm, I'm using Game No, I think it automatically so. gave it to me. I didn't even know about it until it said, hey, you have some super wheel spins. And I was like, okay, cool. So, yeah, I did get a few vehicles from huh. the super wheel spins. Yeah, maybe you did something I didn't do. I'm not sure. But, hey, that's cool. You got some super wheel spins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how you earn those. I don't want to say whether you're... You know, if you bought like the more expensive edition of the game, do you get more? I I can't say yes or no on that, but um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see how those play out. I guess so. But in the game, there's also we mentioned the treasure map, which you can um, buy basically, and that tells you the secret locations of things. Well, the secret locations that you're going to want to know about are actually some of the features that are in the game. So there's something called barn cars, which basically there's supposed to be 15 barns. And essentially what this is, like a little thing pops up on your map with a purple circle. And I'll say, oh, there's a barn around here somewhere. And you're searching for a rare car that's in that barn. So you have to look in that circle somewhere and find that barn. 
which you did actually tell me that you don't have to wait for the purple circle. You can just seek out the barns yourself, but it's a lot easier to find it when the circle pops up. It's a lot funner, I would say, because, you know, in today's day and age, you can always go to YouTube or you can go to, let's say, IGN Wiki and say, oh, I know exactly where everything is right now. Uh, but that would just take the fun out of everything. So I just wait for the announcer to... Uh, again, it could just be random or as you level up to say, hey, I'm hearing rumors of another barn find. Um, and here comes the purple circle. And you can drive, like you said, to that said location. Um, and I find it a lot of fun to just, maybe it's going to take me 20 seconds to find it or like literally 15 minutes, you know, right. depending on where is this barn that I need to find. Because uh, I find it very rewarding once I do find it. Um, and the cool you know, thing is, hard. like other people are doing this in real time, too. So if you see someone you know, in that circle as well, they're probably looking for it as well. So you might drive over to them and say, oh, they found the barn right here. Cool. They helped me find it. So and that's something that my co-host talked about on our podcast uh, yesterday. And that was he was like, yeah, I saw like another in-game player. Um, and he was honking the horn at me and I followed him to the barn. Yeah, and which is really awesome that you could actually do this community and, you know, kind of help each other. So. That's a really cool yeah. way to help uh, somebody else out. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't have the exact same situation happen to me, but basically I saw someone on the map and I'm like, well, they're just sitting there. Maybe they're at the barn. And I went there and they're at the barn. So that's that, cool. So that kind of helped. Yeah. Me out. <laughs> yeah. And just to point out also, I think it was, was it Need for Speed Rivals that was that launched on the Xbox One uh, that kind of had this this almost online feature where you do see real players? Because I don't believe the Forza, any of the other past Horizon series had this feature of other players being. In Honestly, session. I'm not sure. I mean, I never played the Need for Speed a ton. So, I mean, it may have been Rivals. I could be wrong on that. But either way, I like it. I like the fact that that sure there are 16 players in a session um, and they're ghost, but still interact with them at any time. Yeah, basically for me, unless you're talking about Burnout, you can assume that any racing series besides Burnout, I probably played that series less than 10 hours. So, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Burnout, I played more. But <laughs> but yeah, um, some other features for this. They actually have a fast travel feature, which is pretty cool that you can use to fast travel back to your house or the uh, festival, for example. And this does cost you credits, though. And one of the ways they have around this is there's these little boards that are placed throughout the world. There's actually supposed to be 50. And if you hit all 50 of these boards, then basically the influence you have to spend to fast travel, they cover the cost for you is what they say. So essentially, it's free for you to fast travel. And if you don't find all 50, it still goes down per board. So like, say you only hit 20 boards, it's still going to reduce the cost. So instead of 10,000, it might only cost you like 5,000. Correct. Correct. So I think I'm currently, I don't know how many fast travel boards I've I've run over or destroyed, uh, but currently I find that everything's, when I'm fast traveling, it's cost me about 8,700 credits. Well, I didn't know about them until, you know, just a little while ago today, so I've hit one. <laughs> okay, you'll definitely find more. <laughs> yeah. Um, they will just pop out on the map for, say, hey, this is, you know, it just kind of shows you on your map right yeah i just didn't know to look for it so like once i hit one i'm like oh oh i didn't even know that was the thing to look for so <laughs> i'm not sure how they i think as you unlock more races and earn in more influence more more will actually reveal themselves 
That's kind of cool, too. Which, in addition to these boards, too, we should mention that there are other boards out there that have point values on them. These are basically influence boards. So, for example, um, just today I had a board that said 3,000 on it. If you run over this board, that's worth 3,000 influence. So that's really cool to find those, too. Yeah, and and to mention also, it may just be with the fast travel and or influence boards. I want to say most of them are at ground level, but there are some that are like actually on top of buildings. And it's up to you to figure out how to get on top of a house or a church or, you know, wherever it may be. Right. Um, to get that board. And one of the other things is in the world that we can mention real quick. I didn't spend a lot of time on this, but there's like these what's called beauty spots. Do you want to explain what a beauty spot is? Yeah. So I th- I know they had them in the last series as well. And basically these are just iconic places on the map. So since we are in uh, Britain, these are, I believe these are actual locations of something, you know, that's historic. So whether it be a cathedral or something, you know, that's been around for, you know, many, many years, uh, it will just show you, you know, that location. And basically then you've completed it once you found it. Right. And like the one I found today was like either a dam or like a waterfall or something. And basically you look at it for a couple of seconds and you kind of, you know, admire the view and then you just back out. But and that's that's simply what it is. Yeah. But you do earn influence for doing that, though. So it's not, you know, wasteless. It's still worth something to you. Correct. And they're not hard to get to. They're just right there on the map. You can just drive up to it, press X and you're done. And don't quote me because I have to, I'd have to check, but I believe when I was looking through the achievements, I think there might be an achievement for finding all the beauty spots. There's like twelve of them, so I think if you find all twelve, there might be an achievement for that. Okay. So you know that that is an extra incentive if you want to hunt for achievements. That's an extra incentive to probably find the beauty spots. Yeah, there are fifty-five achievement points. I know that for a fact. For a thousand. Yeah. And a lot of them are like you know do um get to level 10 with this or like you know do for things like that there's actually one that's like get to level 200 as like your player and that seems like it's gonna take forever but right um i don't think so i mean what we've only been playing the game for one day or two days and we're already at 13 so hey you know i think a month from now we'll we should both that's be true yeah i mean i've probably put between five and ten hours in so far so you know getting to level 10 five to ten hours i guess is not bad you know we'll just I think what we can do is just remove the seat belts, um, take off the ABS, and we'll just get like 80 XP, sure, and just <laughs> race that way. Right. We can get there a lot faster. But another thing I thought was really cool about this game is they have something called showcase events. And it seems like these showcase events happen at the end of every season. And I don't know if we everyone has the same one or not. You can kind of tell me if you had the same one after I talk about mine, but... In the Autumn Showcase event, what I had to do is I picked a car, and I had my car, and I had to race a giant hovercraft. So basically, I had to go through the whole course, and I had to race this giant hovercraft, and I had to beat it to the finish line, which is really cool. And I've heard, like, some of these showcase events, you, like, race trains and things instead. So that's really cool to me that you race, like, other things besides cars in these showcase events. Yeah, and I think the option was, and again, this is, like, nearly starting the game. Um, it was choose between three vehicles and I know I chose that black car with like eight headlights on it. Um, I can't think of the name of that vehicle, but yeah, you race the, the giant hovercraft. Okay. So um, what's the I did same play that too. I played that with Ryan as well. I went back, joined his game and then we did it co-op. Oh, you can do that co-op? 
Yeah, you can That's do it. You can do anything you want, co-op, single player. Uh, so yeah, that was a lot of fun because um, we ran into me and Ryan uh, again, host on the Horrible Gamers podcast. <laughs> we ran into each other, I think twice. Um, I ended up boosting him forward, and then I ended up getting the same exact time as the hover giant hovercraft. So my question so for was, you then is, if you did that co-op, what would happen if say you get first? The hovercraft gets second and then Ryan gets third. What would happen in that case? You know, it's funny because I had the same exact time. I don't know. I I would hope that we win the race since we did it co-op. I would that, hope so. It, I would hope it's like either one of you has to beat the hovercraft and that's it. Yeah. And it'd be interesting to know if I didn't do that to begin with, if I didn't win first the first time. Right. To see how that works. Yeah, I'm kind of curious now. I mean, hopefully it doesn't make you fail the whole thing if you both of you don't beat it. But I guess we'd have that's to That's a good out. question. Yeah, that I don't know. We'd have to test that a little more. I think we should. Like something I haven't done yet. I do have an event um, that's next to that one. I don't know what it's called, but it might be the airplane one. And so maybe we could test that one since I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I mean, I'd love to you know race the train or the airplane or something like that and, you know, see if it's, you know, you have to come in first or you have to come in just above the hovercraft because I would assume how they do it is if you're racing with more than one person, only one of you has to beat the hovercraft because that's kind of the point of co-op. Correct. I would think it's more of a team-based thing where, yeah, just at least one of you has to come in first. Right. That's what I would assume, but I guess we'll find out. And that's another cool thing I see in this series is, in this installment is, I see a working freight train. Um, and yeah, if you go park on the tracks, you will be flung off the tracks from the, <laughs> the actual train itself. And then... If you're in town, if you're in Edinburgh, um, then you will see like actual train trolleys in town working. And I'm sure one of those trains is what you have to race. Because I I know I saw in like one of the demos for the game or something, uh, they race the trains. So I know that's one of the showcases at some point you have to race a train. And I believe they did that in the last game as well. So that's kind of cool, actually. train races. Yeah. But one thing we didn't talk about too much yet is the influence system. So this is different than the credit system because the influence is kind of like what your story is based on. So you have to get influence points to advance your story. So for example, these showcase events we're talking about, you um, have to get a certain amount of influence in order to participate in the showcase event. And to change the season, you also have to get a certain amount of influence for that. So for example, right now, I think I have like 123,000 influence. I have to get to 150,000 influence to do the winter showcase. And Basically, after that, I probably have to get 200,000 in order to participate in the next season. I would I would definitely agree with that because I've seen where I do have, it'll show up with four different races, whether they be cross country, dirt and road. And I would think, I would think, oh, I probably need to complete those to get to the showcase event. But no, actually just traversing around the world and going through speed traps, um, doing the stunt jumps could actually unlock that through influence. And we should mention I, too, that like, say you have um, four cross country races available to you. If you actually get enough influence to switch seasons, you're not going to lose those four races. Those four races are still available. They'll just be done in a different season now. Correct. And it'll still show new on the, on the map. Right. It'll just show that you, Hey, you haven't completed these yet. So I like that too, because the first time I switched seasons, I wasn't sure if it was going to you know reset all my races. It doesn't reset anything. Basically, all it does is your races are going to be in a different season now than they were before. Right. And and just to also add on to the each race that we're talking about, where I talk about these races being new, uh, once you've completed them and you've gone off and you've done so many different things, you, it doesn't matter. You can always come back to that race and say, wow, I really want to improve my time on this race. 
um, because now I have a different vehicle or whatever the case might be. So you can always go back to them. It doesn't prevent you from redoing a race. Definitely. The one thing I am curious about, though, is the stage that you and I are at right now. Basically, we're still at the point where we're getting closer to the Force of Thought events. But once we get through this, like, kind of what we're calling the demo version of the game, once we get through this part, I wonder how the influence affects things at that point, because it's supposed to be a set season for everyone at that point. So if that's the case, what does your influence really do for you? Because right now our influence is, oh, okay, earn this much influence to get to the next season, earn this much influence to get to the next showcase. I wonder if when we get to that point of the game, if it's just showcases every time. Hmm, that's a good question. And also another helpful tip that I've heard from other people is another way to in- earn influence is watching mixer streams. And I don't know if it has to be Forza Horizon related, um, but there I is have heard literally, that, yeah. a, and there's literally a channel out there that you can go watch um, as long as you're logged into your Microsoft account uh, using Mixer, and you can earn influence that way. Uh, and also by streaming this game. So there's other ways to earn influence as well. Yeah, and I haven't confirmed it, but I have heard that if you stream it yourself, then you earn even more than watching it. So like you earn maximum prestige if, or not prestige, but maximum influence if you stream it yourself. Correct. So yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to try and you know, stream it some more and get some more uh, influence for myself. <laughs> yeah, I just haven't done that yet. I haven't like gone to that particular channel or any of the other channels on Mixer or streamed it yet. And I did mention the Forza Thought events briefly. I do apologize. I don't know a ton about those yet because I'm not at that point in the game yet. But um, from what I've seen from other streamers, it seems like little mini events that you compete with other players in. And it's like little speed traps or little um, jumps you have to do. But it seems like little mini events you have to do. Okay. Yeah. Because I haven't tried those either. But I mean, I think we cover, you know, many of the main features. Do you have anything else that we didn't cover that's like a feature that um, you want to mention? Uh, no, none that I can see. That we didn't talk about. Yeah, I mean, I think we cover pretty much, you know, the gist of what the game is about. Um, Like I said at the top of the podcast, if we did any future episodes of Forza, then basically those episodes would be more in depth. So, for example, um, I might do a full episode on, okay, these are the cross-country races and this is how you do well at cross-country races. Or another episode idea could potentially be Okay, this is where all the um, barn cars are. So this is how you find all the barn cars really easily. It could be things like that where it's very in-depth on a certain topic. This episode, since it's an intro episode, is more basically on the game as a broad whole. So I think we kind of covered, you know, the broad strokes of the game and gave people a nice idea here of what the you know broad strokes of the game are. Yeah, and just the different car classes. And again, these are the same, I think, even in the regular Forza games. Um, so you have you always going to start off in the, in the D class. Um, and again, you're going to work your way up. So at the next one is C, next one B, after that is A. And then you have your really fast cars, your S1 and S2 series racing cars. And again, I think you can even go in the online and choose any of those vehicles. Could be wrong on that, but maybe you need to level up first. Because I was racing some S1 vehicles yesterday. And you did just make me but think it, of it, too. Um, there's different rarity types for cars as well. There's common, and then it goes to rare, and then epic, and then legendary. Correct. And that's applies also to your performance rating. Uh, again, don't be discouraged by this. This is just something you can modify if you choose to. 
I think even in the regular solo play and or multiplayer. Uh, and that's not something that I really mess with too much. I generally just go with, hey, give me that car. It's in an S1 class, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to modify the vehicle in any way. But again, you have that freedom to choose uh, to modify the vehicle, to change the performance rating if you choose to. Yeah, there's a lot of options to play around with your cars if you want to. I mean, we didn't mention it a lot, but there are also like skill trees for your cars where you can add skill points and, you know, have better effects for your cars in certain areas. Yeah, and that's something I'll just cover a little bit too as well with the skill points. And it looks different from the last several Horizon games is I noticed it applies mostly to each vehicle that you're driving. Uh, it's something I'm, I haven't quite wrapped my head around yet, but it looks like every time I'm driving being a different vehicle, um, it'll just show that, hey, like... You need to, this is the, the available skill points you have for this vehicle. And how do you want to, what do you want to do with these skill points? Whether it's uh, earn more influence um, for each race or each time you're trading paint with a vehicle, if you come close to it. Um, the other ones are earn, earn more wheel spins. So, and I think the other ones were just pretty much for the entire game. It didn't matter what vehicle you were driving. So this one's a little different. Yeah, which, the way the skill system works. Which I was going to say, too, I don't really like that, per se, because I want to earn skill points that I can use on any car I want, not just I have to drive this certain car in order to earn it for that car. Like, I don't like that as much. Right, I, right. I I don't, I think I agree with you on that. So I'm not sure how how many I'm going to, do I have to re-earn them for each, you know, each vehicle? That's going to be, yeah. I mean, I guess the, on that. the only good part I see of that, though, is... If you have a car that, you know, you won a couple of races with and you've got a couple of skill points for it, then basically since they're forcing you to use it on that car, all of your cars are going to get some kind of upgrades because you're being forced to use the points in the cars you wouldn't normally use them on. Yeah, that's a good question. Because I'm not sure like how many different vehicles you're, you know, I think would think at first, you know, you're going to be, you want to go cross country. Maybe you want to try the, the Ford Raptor truck versus just being in a smaller, you know, Audi or Subaru, so. Uh, but maybe maybe players have gotten together and I'm, again, I'm just playing devil's advocate here and said, hey, you know, I want to, you know, I want to take said vehicle and upgrade it and continue to put skill points into it to, you know, progress it further. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I'm definitely curious to see how that actually works when I try to um, upgrade my cars more. But that's not something I've spent a lot of time on so far. So. You know, if we do a future episode, maybe it'll be on um, how to upgrade your cars. So that could be a possible topic. But if you did like this episode, then, you know, definitely let us know that we can possibly do a second one on it. I'm not um, 100% sure if that's going to happen yet. But if there's some good feedback on the episode, then we might do a second one on this as well. Yeah. And uh, Derek, I just wanted to give a couple tips and tricks on Forza Horizon 4, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. Uh, the first one is, uh, and this is something I've talked about on horrible gamers as well is whether you're in the regular forza series or if you're in the horizon series which is kind of like the game for everyone right um don't be discouraged if you're not like in the racing genre or you feel intimidated by the fact that you know oh, i'll just be last every time uh, again for both games you can take the driver difficulty and i don't think the driver difficulty was in probably after uh let's see forza horizon 2 i think it was but anyway just knock the difficulty down 
um, you can bring it down to new racer. Uh, you can take the Dravatar assist, knock that down to easy. Um, again, you know, shifting automatic, have the rewind on. And I think you'll have fun, you know, you can play a radio station and just get in there and, and just have fun. You'd, I think you'll find that you don't really need to be, you know, good at racing or driving to have fun in this game. And again, that applies to the other Forza game. As long as you're not multiplayer, you're just single player, you're going to have fun. You're going to find yourself coming in first. And yeah. Um, the other tip I have is, again, what you talked about, Derek, is when you're coming into a turn and, you know, you slow down before the turn, you're going to see that with the racing line, if you had that on, uh, which I recommend if you're a new racer, is right at the turn, it'll be red, the red arrows, right? And that obviously means break. Uh, yellow means basically take your hand off the trigger. So, or off the accelerator. So, yeah, definitely. Um, it doesn't mean break. You just kind of coast around the corner or wherever it is, whether it's like, you know, a slight corner. So, um, I don't know if, if that's something you do as well, Derek, if you kind of follow that yellow line and just not accelerate at that point. Yeah, I try to follow and, the line as much as possible. I mean, it, I don't always do it because, you know, I mess up sometimes. But Right. And it's more of a guide than an actual like, hey, you have to do this, right? right? Um, because it's, I mean, but I follow that for the most part. I just choose, you know, braking only, but it will give me that yellow line of where I know I need to not accelerate so that I'm not going to spin out around a corner. I know I can't do... 150 around a corner um so yeah don't be afraid to let off of the accelerator i'll say you know even if some cars pass you maybe you can you know the next corner around you can figure out how to you know again power out of that turn to you know accelerate even faster oh yeah i would definitely yeah those are i would definitely agree definitely with some that. helpful tips i have yeah definitely agree with that i mean i think it really helps to power out of those turns like you're talking about yeah and you'll learn it the other tip I have as well is, let's say you're doing a normal vanilla race, the one that takes two minutes, whether it be a street race um, and or a dirt race, and you find yourself, you know, back in 12th place or, you know, you're not happy with sixth or, wow, that these turns, you know, at these certain locations are really tough. You know what you do? Press X, restart, and you'll find yourself going, okay, I can kind of figure out how to get around these turns a lot faster than I was the first time around. So, cause I'll find myself going back like even a third or fourth time. Uh, but that's fun to me. That's what I find fun to say. Yeah, I know how to get around these corners. You know, I'm going to get higher in the leaderboards. I'm not going to be the expert number one every time, but at least something that's, that's fun for me. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, personally, I just shoot for, you know, top three and that that's what I'm happy with personally. I mean, I have been winning a lot of my races, but if I don't win, I'm not going to be that upset about it. Yeah, and with the with the Horizon series versus the original Forza games, you know, if you're coming in seventh and eighth place, it's not going to punish you. It it wants you to earn influence in other ways. It wants to unlock other races for you and different events and things like that. So it's definitely for the beginner. No, I agree for sure. Yeah, but that's all I had for uh, tips and tricks. Yeah, I mean, I don't personally have any just because I haven't been experienced at the game enough yet. But, you know, maybe um, in the future we'll have some tips and tricks more than that. So, you know, stay tuned. And, you know, we really appreciate everyone listening. Um, Gunny, if they want to contact you, how can they contact you? Um, you can find me on my gamer tag on Xbox is Gunny Chief. Again, that's one word. That's G-U-N-N-Y-C-H-I-E-F. And I am also on Twitter under at 
Gunny Chief. And for me, you can find me on email, theblazeexperience at gmail.com. You can also find me via Twitter or my Xbox Live account, which is at Blaze Experience, capital B-L-A-I-S-E, capital X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. And you can also join my Discord. I have a Discord that will be listed in the show notes. And in addition to my Discord, I'll also put a link for the Horrible Gamers Discord. So if people want to get in touch with uh, Horrible Gamers directly, how can they do that, Johnny? Um, you can either go to, I'm sorry, I don't exactly know our email address. Um, but we do have, like I said, we have the Facebook uh, group at the Horrible Gamers Podcast community. That's what it is. It's the Horrible Gamers Podcast community on Facebook. Uh, and we are on Twitter at underscore Horrible Gamers. And then, like I said, I will uh, find a link for your Discord and I'll put that in the show notes too so people can find your Discord if they want to get in there. Great. Thank you. No problem. But just before we get off, um, to re mention a couple of our notes real quick. Our next stream will be Tuesday, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time, which will be on State of Decay, probably. I might stream on Thursday after this episode launches, but um, that's not a guarantee for that one. It just depends on how fast I can get editing done for the State of Decay episode, because our next State of Decay episode is going to be happening on Saturday. So, you know, stay tuned for that. On Saturday, we'll have a brand new State of Decay episode. And, you know, that's kind of the news we had for today. But stay tuned because there's some more news coming if you're a State of Decay fan because we do have a event that's coming up. So we have a big event that I'm organizing with somebody else. And I can't wait. Yeah, hopefully you, know, you tune into it and hopefully you uh, enjoy it. So <laughs> I know the first one went off pretty well. But uh, stay tuned for that event. You know, if you looked into Decay Fest last time, you'll know what our events were like. And this event is going to be even bigger and better, I hope so. Stay tuned. I'm probably going to have more news about that for you on the Saturday episode. But Gunny, thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun to talk to you. Yeah, great. Thanks for having me on and also being on uh, my podcast as well. Yeah, thank you. I definitely enjoyed getting out of you guys. You know, it's definitely uh, refreshing to get on there and just, you know, talk about a bunch of different games instead of one game. But it's definitely refreshing to be on there. So thank you for letting me on there as well. Yeah, much appreciated. But also... Of course, thank you to you listeners. We really appreciate you, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It's really appreciated, and if you want to leave feedback, just you know, do so in any of the ways that were listed before. But thank you, as always, for listening to The Blaze Experience.